0: Who will be the number three receiver for the Dallas Cowboys during the 2024 season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day. On. Locked. Locked, on. Locked. Locked, on. locked On Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 if your bet wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we are answering your Twitter questions, including how does the consensus board line up with the Cowboys' needs? Which player could be the odd man out on defense now that Mike Zimmer is the defensive coordinator? But, Landon, we're going to start with a really good question about the Cowboys' wide receiver group going into the year. This one is from at D underscore major 18. He wants to know if Michael Gallup gets designated as a post June one cut, which we think is very likely who will be the number three receiver for the Cowboys. And is there a chance they bring back Cedric Wilson? He also wanted to know that. Uh,
1: I, I don't know if there's a chance that they bring back Cedric Wilson. I, I mean, it may just be that he has kind of priced himself out for what you're looking for, for, you know, that kind of, Free agent, uh, wide receiver three, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could. I mean, he's also like twenty nine or thirty at this. Yeah, stage. that's the other thing, right? Is that it, he's kind of getting a little long in the tooth. And the other thing, you know, the kind of bigger part of the problem there is that, I mean, this draft class is just filthy with wide receivers. Like it's just right. it's crazy how deep this class is. And you know, the free agent class. I mean, really, we're going to get into a point soon. I mean, it, it's already to this point, right? where there's going to be so many rosterable wide receivers in the league uh, that I I wonder like if we don't start to see sort of a a real buyer's market start to develop here very, very soon, right? Well,
0: and the reason we haven't had that happen though yet is because the last couple draft classes have really lacked like the mid-range receivers. And if you look at the wide receiver depth chart across the NFL this year, like there was a lot of teams that were just lacking receiver talent. I think this receiver class – is going to change something. I think you could get like 20 guys from this class make an NFL roster and contribute in year one. Yeah. I mean,
1: frankly, you know, you take away the top geez, I mean, six or seven wide receivers and this whole class could be the entirety of the middle class of wide receiver uh in, in, in the NFL. It's that deep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do think that, you know, you're going to have to uh, kind of start out with the idea that Tolbert will be your your kind of going into the, the offseason wide receiver three, but looking to upgrade, right? Like, I mean, at the very least, looking to add more talent to the room, you know, I, I do think that if you wanted to kind of talk yourself into cobbling together a wide receiver three role with Tolbert, um, in, in combination with some of the other folks you have, you know, kind of a little bit further down the roster. I mean, we we, we obviously saw a, um, a lot of uh, kind of situational packages for certain guys uh, kind of getting rotated in. But I, I think if you're really looking to kind of bring somebody in like as a, a wide receiver three option or someone to push Tolbert, your best bet is probably in the draft. I, I think you, you could go out and sign a guy in free agency if you wanted. Uh, but I think that that's probably more of a swing for the fences guy, right? Like if you, I mean, I, I just don't know that like the, like, I don't know that it's going to be worth it to go get whatever it's cost to get a middle-class wide receiver as your wide receiver three.
0: No, you uh, shouldn't pay that guy anyways. Like yeah, you really I mean, shouldn't make a habit of paying a wide receiver three, anything more than what on a rookie deal or just slightly above vet minimum. I think that's where teams get in trouble.
1: Yeah, for sure, and and I and I think that especially when you talk about what we just talked about, where you're probably going to get similar talent, uh, uh, at at from from the from the draft at a, a fraction of the price, right? And and obviously a lot, usually a lot younger than than uh than
0: obviously anyone that you're well, going to be getting in the in, in the free agent market. So, and I just want to make a point, like Cedric Wilson is the exact reason why you don't do that. Like, look, look at what Miami did with Cedric Wilson. They paid Cedric Wilson a bunch of money to be their third receiver. And for the last two years, they've been trying to get – trade him to anybody that would take him, and nobody wanted him. Now, he did have mm-hmm. some nice moments, but you can't justify paying that guy $7, $8, 9000000 million a year if they're only going to be on the field a handful of snaps, and they're only going to get 50 targets a season. Yeah, and, and those are nice guys to have. But not nice guys to pay you know right yes. <laughs> and, 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 and that's a very good point yes
1: I, I think that that's and the reason the way that you get them have them without paying them is to draft them so yes. uh you know it's 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 about you know look this is a I'm gonna bring up the name Jalen Brooks here right because Jalen Brooks is Cedric Wilson you know a couple of years so you, you see a guy that that you know came in uh, as a sixth or seventh round pick last season. Was able to earn some spots. Was valuable in all the kind of ancillary uh, aspects of wide receiver, much like Cedric Wilson was early in his career. Uh, and, and you, you hope a guy like that can develop into your wide receiver four, or you know, uh, uh, the kind of guy behind the wide receiver three. So you can, like I said, there is a way that you do this where you cobble together a role between Brooks, Turpin, and Tolbert, right? But I do think that there's just so much talent. In this draft class, that taking a wide receiver, uh, at you know, four in the fourth round, third round, or something like sure. that, depending on what you're looking at, uh, I, I think you could plug in a guy that get, that could help you potentially right away. Maybe not be the, the full time wide receiver three, but but depending on how well you hit, maybe the full time wide receiver, right? Depending on the kind of role that you're looking to have, maybe he's the full time wide receiver three. So, I generally speaking, I think. Drafting a guy is is probably your best bet to get the the wide receiver three, or relying on what you've got and hoping that Tolbert yes. kind of takes the next step. Free agency doesn't make a lot of sense for kind of going to get this sort no. of level of wide receiver.
0: I think the most realistic option is that it's just Jalen Tolbert as your clear cut wide receiver three, and he plays like eighty five percent of the wider wide receiver three snaps. Not yeah. wide, not eighty five percent of not eighty five percent of snaps, snaps. the whole snaps. I but, got you. Yeah, yeah, right. I think there's also an outside chance that if Jalen Tolbert can continue to develop like we saw this year, because he was clearly better, maybe he's your wide receiver too. And Brandon Cooks, as he ages a little bit, slides more into that wide receiver three role. And that way you can kind of limit the number of touches that he gets on his body. Like I think, ideally, in a perfect world, that's what happens for the Cowboys. And they feel great about their wide receiver core. I also would say, Landon, there is an outside chance, and I'm putting this at like a five to 10% chance that maybe you have a CD lamb situation here where you have a guy ranked as a top 10 player in the board. They fall down to you at pick 24 yeah. and you just take him, And that's your number two receiver, because we should mention Brandon cooks. This is the last year of his deal. Jalen Tolbert has two years remaining on his deal. And then there's basically nothing else behind him. I don't see that happening because that would mean a lot of teams would be passing on that player. That's just a lot harder to believe than when CD fell to 17, I think you're right, though. I think, like, day two is the perfect spot to grab a receiver. And I'm, I'm just going to name you some of the guys that are being projected <laughs> oh. in that range. Okay. Uh, this These are all guys on the consensus board right now from the media that aren't projected to be first-round picks. They have that ADP outside of the top 32. Keon Coleman, Troy Flank- Franklin, A.D. Mitchell, Ladd McConkey, Roman Wilson, uh, Tez Walker, Malachi Corley, Xavier Worthy, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, Ricky Persall, Xavier Leggett, Brendan Rice. That is how many guys did I just name? There's 17 guys, Seven right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just shows you, like, the, and
1: and all those guys are extremely different, right? And like, in, the Cowboys are in a spot, right, where this really could work out for them, right? Like, let's say. I'm just gonna throw this out to make make uh, Marcus uh, mouth water a little bit. Let's say you go and draft a Malachi Corley, right? Oh and, and 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 here's the thing about that thing like that, right? You already have your your set of wide receivers that are your kind of, you know, r- normal route runners. You have a complement of receivers that you can go out and run your offense. You know, you don't need another third wide receiver. But if you went out and got a guy like Malachi Corley you could slow roll him into the offense, right? Because you don't you don't need to rely on him. He's a guy that, uh, you know, a lot of teams probably would pass on because not as developed as a route runner, not as developed at getting open down the field or, or you know, more of a uh, you know, lots of Cordell Patterson, lots of Debo Samuel coming out kind of comparisons. This is a guy that you want to get the ball into his hands and then have him run through secondaries. Mm-hmm. So normally uh, teams would be a little bit hesitant about taking him at a certain point because, hey, how quickly can I get him into the offense? Is it going to only be screens and slants early on? How am I going to work this guy in? I've got needs in my passing attack that I'm looking to fill as wide receiver. The Cowboys don't necessarily need that. The Cowboys, this is cherry on top situation for the Cowboys receiving core. So uh, that's why I really like this is because, because the Cowboys are, you know, at a spot where they easily could go, you know, where with what they've got into the next season, maybe add, you know, an undrafted free agent or, or a late round wide receiver and still be fine. But if they added a guy in the kind of the mid rounds who has some upside, who maybe uh, other teams are shying away from because they not they're not sure about the immediate consistency they can get from this guy, that's the kind of guy the Cowboys can target and really get a lot of use out of yes. because you can specifically use him the way you need to. You're not relying on him taking. 80% of the snaps and having to learn the complete offense you can just, you know, kind of slice off a, a bit of his pie that he learns and that becomes useful for your offense as he develops into a larger wide receiver. That's why I really like dra- the idea of drafting a wide receiver here is because you you're not you're not in a situation like you were I am um, 2017 or whatever it was where you're having to draft a guy to play right away because yeah. you don't yes. have talent uh you don't have, you know, startable wide receivers. Uh, at the top end of your depth chart. So uh, I think the Cowboys are in a good spot to draft a wide receiver this year. These
0: two players aren't similar in the way they play, but the situations could be similar. Look at like what Tank Dell did for yeah. the Houston Texans last year. They didn't need him to be the number one receiver. They just needed him to provide some juice in the offense. I think somebody like Malachi Corley or even Xavier Worthy from Texas. Yeah, where do similar in. things for the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, let's talk more about the draft and how – the talent in this draft might line up with the Cowboys' needs in, in round one. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We absolutely love FanDuel. You can get buckets right now with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, uh, exclusive props, and so much more. You can go bet on the futures markets, who's going to win MVP, who's going to win the sixth man of the year. Go bet on who wins the NBA championship as well. Just visit Fanduel.com and shoot your shot with Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, Landon, our next question comes from Kevin, a a longtime listener of the show. He wants to know, how does the current uh, media draft consensus board stack up with the Cowboys' needs? It seems like it's a great year to get high value at pick number 24. Well, it works out great because
1: I happen to know somebody that is, uh, keeps track of a very high-profile uh, uh, media consensus board, uh, and he happens to be on this podcast.
0: Yeah, we got, uh, it. We got it.
1: So, yes, so Marcus was kind of to kind of share his board with us, and, and I was taking a look at it. I, I do think that, you know, even before seeing this consensus board, to be honest, I, it it feels like this draft lines up extremely well with what the Cowboys need, right? There's just – there's a lot of players at the top, a lot of elite talent at the top that are at positions. That the Cowboys just aren't going to be drafting, right? Um, you know, the Cowboys aren't going to likely take a wide receiver in the first round. No, the Cowboys aren't like, aren't likely to take a quarterback in the first round. I would be shocked. Uh, yeah. And if they, if the Cowboys decided they wanted to take a tackle, there will be one available for them. But if they decide they don't want to take a tackle, there's going to be a lot of tackles that are going to be taken above them. So, uh, I do think that if you look at the board, especially compared to where we were last year, this lines up so much better for the Cowboys than it did last year. Um, And I do do think that, you know, you, you look at, um, you know, when when, I'm sure we're all running through our our mock drafts and and going through all these, and, and it just feels like there's a lot of available options for a lot of the positions that you want uh, in the spot, you know, in the spots that you're looking to take them, right? Like there's just you get to you get to 27, and and there's there's tackles galore, or there's a corner that fell, or you know sometimes things get stupid and Brock Bowers falls, or you know, I mean it's 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 just such a case where there is a high, high number of just uh, – I'm I'm basing this on consensus board and just what you're hearing from people like Dane and other folks. There's a high, high number of first-round grades in this year's class. The Cowboys are obviously picking late again this year, but the fact that there's such a high number of first-round picks means that there is going to be a, a valuable player that kind of falls to the Cowboys. And whether that means that like somebody from the top Slips down to the Cowboys, like you mentioned with the C.D. Lamb situation, or simply that uh, a lot of very good, you know, uh, uh, money five positions get taken above the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys suddenly have their pick of the litter of, I don't know, the best center or the best uh, defensive tackle, the best, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to necessarily talk about linebackers or running backs, but you know, these are all things that will push down these positions that the Cowboys have need at. And yes. can actually help help you uh, uh, draft them in an appropriate you know value spot, maybe in the second round for like linebacker, running back, some of those spots.
0: So you mentioned a couple of the Cowboys' needs, not in any order: center, defensive tackle, and corner. And I know some people are arguing a little bit on corner. It probably depends on what they do with Stefan Gilmore. If they bring yeah. back Gilmore, sure. it's not as pressing of a need. But let's let's lump those three positions together: corner, defensive tackle, and center. If you look at the rest of the draft and if you look at quarterbacks, wide receivers, offensive tackles, tight ends. Okay. Just those four positions on the consensus board, they make up 16 of the top 22 players on the consensus board. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's, that's good news, man. <laughs> like right. that means that there's it, a
1: lot of really good players that are going to be taken above you. That's going to push down a lot of players that you need right to where the Cowboys will be waiting with open arms.
0: And, and that's why I said this this draft lines up so much better than it did last year for the Cowboys, yeah. where um we know we knew that they were looking at defensive tackles. Uh Mozzie was the best one available, and there really wasn't any other option. Like that was kind of the guy that if you wanted a defensive tackle, he had to be the one to the fall you to fall to you. But man, like corners, if you want. Terry on Arnold or Quinion Mitchell or Kool-Aid McKinstry or Nate Higgins. I mean, there's a ton of corners in this draft and it's very likely that multiple of those guys fall to you. Or if you want the best center in the class, very likely that you could draft him at number 24, uh, even offensive tackles. Landon, like I mentioned some of the offensive tackles, yeah, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, not inside that top 22. So he, even of all of those guys that I mentioned, he's still available. So is Jordan Morgan from Arizona. Uh, even uh Troy Fatenew from Washington, mm-hmm. he wasn't in the size of that tw- top 22 either. It just feels like the quality of player that you're going to get at 24 this year compared to previous years is maybe like eight spots better than usual. Like I think normally you would get that guy at pick 15. You might be able to get him at pick 24 this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the Cowboys are picking what like, three spots earlier than they did last year. And it's, and the difference is going, and, and, and it's not just that they're picking three spots. It's the difference just in three spots and yes. what they're going to have uh because of the class, not because of where they're picking is
0: enormous. Right.
1: In it's the, just, in it's, the it's, needs. It's
0: line if you were, if you needed a, I guess the Cowboys do need a linebacker. This is not a great class to need like a first round linebacker. Right. Yeah. Or if you needed a safety or, a, for or right? safety, or yeah. let's say, even edge rusher. Like I think some of the edge rushers after the top 20 gets a little scary, but the Cowboys don't necessarily need to draft an edge rusher high. So they're okay. Just passing on that position until later in the draft.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, all the spots that the Cowboys are going to be looking at or, or, you know, are pretty much marked as need are deep in this class and, and, and line up again, where you want, if, when you want to take a linebacker and running back in the third or fourth, fifth round, you're going to have a lot of choices for those guys, especially running back in the, in those rounds. When you're thinking about taking a, a, a corner or a wide receiver, maybe if someone pops in the second round or something, there's going to be a ton of those guys, right, that are just going to show up. So even if you have to take one of those guys in the first round and you have to end up taking a center in the second round, you're good to go there. It, there's, it just – it lines up in such a way that it feels like there are multiple ways to skin this cat, yes. right? Like you can, like, there's definitely different paths you can take uh, and, and still be successful. I think, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, draft sequencing mm-hmm. and about like making sure that your picks line up with the value and in and, and, and getting them in an order and such that you can still make sure to hit the, the positions that you need later in the draft with the appropriate value. There are multiple ways to, to arrange this for it to work in the Cowboys favor. Um. Uh, it, yeah, it, it just really does kind of line up in a way that, uh, that, that it really hasn't in, in quite a few years, it feels like.
0: Do you know how I know that this is going to be a good year for the Cowboys? Is anytime I go onto the Pro Football Focus mock draft simulator, I always love the options I have like yeah. in round two. Yeah. In other years, it's like, oh, man, you're it's you're kind of grinding. have open for 35 minutes, and it's like, is yeah, it, who you're cares grinding. who I pick? But I'm still you're, fighting it in my head, yeah, right? You're, you're kind of grinding your teeth a little bit just to get to the third round where you might like the options better. I get to the second round, and it's like, oh, man, Malachi Corley's still there. Xavier Worthy's still there. Oh, our center from West Virginia, Zach Frazier's still there. Uh, Cooper Beebe, who I like from Kansas State. Like, yeah. There's just so many good options that every phase in this draft it really makes me wish the Cowboys had more picks, but that's a discussion for a different day later. let's uh, talk about which player could potentially be the odd man out in Mike Zimmer's defense. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors, passion, drive, and patience. It brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Every day is on tomorrow's show. We've got Luke Braun from locked on Vikings to talk about Mike Zimmer uh, and how he's going to fare as the Cowboys defensive coordinator. I know he we've talked a lot over the last couple of days. He's very excited to see it as am I. So make sure you guys tune in for that. And speaking of Mike Zimmer, Landon, our last question comes from John. He wants to know which player uh, could be potentially the odd man out in Mike Zimmer's defense. Uh, I mean,
1: are we ruling J. Ron Curse out of like? Yes. <laughs> it, yeah, because it's yes. like the it's like it's like you know picking the most valuable player and then ruling the quarterback out. It's yes. like him Curse and Sharif
0: Floyd like, are gone. I'd say
1: that. Yeah, Curse is like pretty much signed his walking papers yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, you know, it's an interesting question. I, I do think that there are some folks that are going to be moved around a little bit. Obviously, because it's just the way this defense is played differently. I think that the first name that people would just kind of reflexively say would be Marquise Bell, but I don't know that that's the case. I think that Marquise Bell has a strong role as a safety on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely not necessarily put him in that category. Um, you know,
0: I'm starting. Yeah, give me
1: one because I, I, there's a couple of like, down roster guys that I think
0: might have some issues, but. I wonder how Sam Williams is going to fit in this defense. Not from a scheme-wise. I almost wonder more from – Discipline-wise? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean Zimmer is so hard on fundamentals, not making mistakes and staying in your lanes. And not that Sam Williams has always struggled with that, but I think Sam Williams led this team in penalties this season. Yeah. A lot of them were on special teams and stuff, but I I just wonder how he's going to fit as like a base 4-3 end in an over defense and what that looks like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not going to work, but I, I guess I just won't be surprised if like Chauncey Golston ends up becoming more of a base end than what Sam Williams does.
1: Yeah, see, I mean, to me, I view Sam Williams as a good fit for for the okay. for the for the Zimmer defense, just because I do think that he is a larger. He plays like a a, a, a you know a, a bendy edge guy, but he's a bigger guy. Like he's two sixty five and i think he could get up if you wanted to as well. So, i but i definitely 100% agree with the discipline aspect of that yeah. for sure. Um i you know, to me it's funny you mentioned that because to me i, I wonder if the guy i were I wonder about specifically is is Fuhoku, right? It was just because about
0: I, Junior Fohoku, yeah.
1: Well, it's just because it's it's kind of like a lot of yo-yoing for him, right? Now, so does he kind of go back to playing a defensive in position and, and and i guess I wouldn't so much put him as odd man out as he is going to have to kind of like maybe reverse his thinking a little bit more and and maybe, maybe he goes back to playing a defensive end position, right? Maybe he kind of plays a base defensive end spot because I don't know that he's going to be, and, and, and maybe with some, maybe kicking in, you know, for some nickel stuff. But I just think that some of these guys that are the tweener inside outside guys, they're going to be spending a lot more time on the outside, I imagine, because you're going to be seeing more base defense. You're going to want to see some more stoutness on, on that other defensive end. So uh obviously, I think it starts with Lawrence on that other side. And he Lawrence is a, a fantastic fit for oh, what perfect. Uh, for what Zimmer wants to do. But I, I think that you know, some of these guys that that Quinn has brought in here as kind of inside-outside guys, they'll be interesting. I think, you know, look, I know that this is. I think overshone is going to need to put on some weight, you know, oh, yeah, because I, 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 I do think that Overshown to me is the guy that I look at and he is a Quinn pick. He looks like a Quinn linebacker. He doesn't necessarily look like a, a Zimmer linebacker. Obviously, the Cowboys are heavily invested in making Overshone work, and I think they clearly really like the player but i think in order for him to kind of fit with what the cowboys are going to be doing he doesn't have the bell option right he doesn't have the yep. option of, of of going to safety or playing another spot like he is a linebacker the question becomes like can he get to the kind of, of physical size that, that that the vikings you know vikings that the, the, the zimmer line you know linebacker kind of uh template would 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 imply that they want uh you know he has a whole offseason he's trying to get back from his acl but you know, there that is an interesting fit, I think, that that isn't so obvious, uh, especially when you consider that you know all the other linebackers on this team look like that as well. Yeah, so so they, 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 they all the linebackers are going to need to be sitting in front of the executive chef, uh, that I mentioned earlier with Mozzie and making sure that they're getting a lot of protein, uh, in between their uh, uh weightlifting sessions.
0: Uh, I just want to mention a couple of the Dan Quinn defensive backs Izzy Makamu, uh, Nashawn Wright, and Eric Scott. Like. These are all guys that are a little bit similar. They're long athletic players. How do they play in a heavy cover two defense? Do they play corner? Where does Izzy Mukamu play? Is he playing safety? Is he playing the Harrison Smith role? Is he playing in the slot? I I don't know, but those three guys, and I know Wright was a a third-round pick and the other guys were day three picks, but where do they fit in, if at all? Am I crazy to
1: think that Nation Wright might be a better fit in this defense? Because yeah, I think he's a better fit, but
0: I I'm not so sure about Makamu.
1: Well, McQuamu, I I think you just play at safety, right? Like and Probably figure not. something out at safety. But uh, how far down I, the depth chart is he at safety? Well, Curse is gone, and now well, Bell's. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's I think it's a matter of Bell and and uh, uh, and, but, and what about Wanya? What's that? What about Wanya Thomas though? Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of safeties, you know, that that's something that they're going to have to figure out, you know, is that how are they going to play all these safeties? They have a lot of talent here. Do they move off of one of these guys? Do they, do they try to move Izzy to, to corner full time? And look, maybe you can afford to do some of that stuff when you're playing more kind of, you know, th- there's going to be an uptick in cover two. There's going to be a uh, 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 more zone coverage, uh, and even the man coverage that you're going to be playing is, is it's not like your man all everywhere he goes. It's not Meg, right? It's, 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 it's a lot of match coverage, meaning it's man up the field. And then if you got a guy crossing in, and, and that's when you kind of leave him to a zone. And that's really where guys like uh, Wright and McQuamu and, you know, some of these safety corners that the bigger corner guys, would normally have issues, right? Chasing guys, you know, you know, as they run across the field. So I tend to think that some of these bigger guys actually might have more help schematically uh, in this defense than than they even did uh, in a Quinn defense. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, there, there's just a lot of pieces that are good pieces that you kind of have to figure out how it all fits. And, and, yep. and there may be a numbers game that includes, you know, a trade uh, at the end of this, because you might have, five to six viable safeties when you're suddenly not playing nearly as much three safety looks as yep. you were previously
0: yeah it's going to be really interesting to see how mike zimmer views the current talent on this defense and how they best put those players to use it's something uh, i'm sure we'll hear about all off season can't wait to find out more that is it for today's show we want to thank you for making locked on cowboys your first listen every single day go check out the channel on youtube we are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you right back here, here tomorrow with Luke Braun from Locked on Vikings.